Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. We've... Actually, fine. Okay, good. <laughs> I think. Anyway, we're recording this episode roughly 45 seconds after we recorded the mini episode. Our cocktail of the week is still the rum swizzle, which is still one part dark rum, one part light rum, two parts pineapple juice, two parts orange juice, a little bit of uh, grenadine, two dashes of Angostura bitters, swizzle that up with a swizzle stick, put some crushed ice on the top, delish. You won't get scurvy. Yep. If you want a variation, the Queen's Park swizzle is another good choice. I believe that has green chartreuse in it. There are many swizzles. Oh, green would be fancy. Yeah. Is it green? Uh, No, it's kind of brownish. Because of the rum. If you mix all the colors together, it ends up kind of brownish. Brown. What kid hasn't done that? Mix all the colors together? Everybody has. It's brown. It's not very exciting. It doesn't turn rainbow colors. It's just brown. Brown. (laughs) Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, I am back. So, Swizzle came a week ago. Also known as Shannon or O'Dog or Schnitzel. Swizzle O'Dog. Shinkle. I think efficiently. Shinkle. Swizzle O'Dog now, yes. Yeah, Swizzle O'Dog. So she came a week ago when we're recording, which is like a week ago Sunday, and then I was like, I'm out. I guess she came on Saturday, and Sunday I was like, I'm out. Yeah, you left on Saturday. Yeah, one night with her. Yeah, and then I was like, I traveled for a full week for filming this project I'm doing that I can't talk about. Some people are like, so what are you filming? And I'm like, it's a little series about technology. That's all I'm allowed to say. It's not national security can't talk about. It's commercially sensitive can't talk about. Yeah, I don't, and in fact, the contract I signed, so I'm hosting a show, basically. It's like, I'm hosting a series. It's like short little films. Uh, The contract that I signed says I'm not allowed to tweet about it. And I was like, well, that's my entire existence on Twitter. as your lawyer, oh no, I'm not your lawyer because I'm sleeping with you. So never mind. (laughs) So get yourself a lawyer and get some legal advice on that contract. I mean, I'm just not going to tweet about it. Um, So I'm allowed to be like, I was recording a thing, but like once it comes out and it'll be on TV, for some reason they don't want me tweeting about it. Uh, Because there's like... It's not it's that. Fine. It's not going to be that world rocking. No, people. for sure it's not. Uh, but it's interesting. Like normally when I talk, I am like the expert talking about my research, and here, like I'm just the host, and it's like today I'm with so and so of such and such company. I mean, and, what do you mean, just the host? You're the freaking talent. Yeah, I'm the talent, but normally I'm like the expert. You like should I'm be the in the person green room eating like brown M and M's or whatever. I mean, they did cater it, which is interesting. It's the first time I've been on set like with catering. Yeah, you should be like nobody gets to eat meat around meat. 200 yards away for all meat and fish please <laughs> stay like away that. with your negative vibes i'm doing a oh vibe check every five <laughs> seconds with all y'all jokers oh my god i know you're not i'm like <laughs> sitting in the corner most of it's like it takes like two hours to set up cameras and lighting for an interview and so i'm just like sitting there like checking my email doing stuff you're like the best talent they've ever worked with i'm very laid back i'm like whatever guys i'm here for you yeah no big deal everything's fine yeah i bet that's a marked difference from some people probably but it was i mean it was a fun week like they did a good job but uh it was a long amount of travel for me so i missed all the swizzle bonding time and now she's totally in love with your dad so it goes dude that has that's not a factor of time she's just a good discerner of <laughs> personality and love oh uh, and snacks <laughs> yeah uh so okay dear dad how's keizo <laughs> got a keizo update she, for us i mean look she is awesome but i'm like <laughs> self-conscious about saying it now because someone has pointed out i say that all the freaking time she's 
awesome. She's this big square chunk of love <laughs> and uh her having her head sideways the whole time means she's like always asking she seems very quizzical which Mom? is like even better yeah. it's like it's she's gotten even better despite the fact that it's kind of distressing that she's dizzy <laughs> but she seems fine. good i mean she's eating fine now she's, she's walking fine she's eating better she doesn't i mean she still occasionally falls over when she tries to like scratch it's very head rare like she yeah. can shake her head now yeah, yeah. she's still a bit unsteady but it just means she walks kind of like a bulldog i think she's at like 90 percent of her former for self. her this is 90 percent. yeah I mean, she's 15 now she's had her yeah. kids yeah that's yeah. right um yeah. uh she's great she's still she's better at seeking attention and pets she actually seems a little happier yeah after whatever oh yeah happened. she goes outside sometimes and just like looks around and barks yeah kind of excitedly yep she seems very happy. Yeah. She's not at all distressed, so that's great. Um, yeah, Swizzle is good, settling in. She's uh, a sweetheart, too. She's a very sweet dog. So she kind of came with no training. Like, she doesn't really know her name. She doesn't know any commands. She'll sit a little bit because her fosters work with her on we that. We talked about the owner with dementia, right? Yeah, Starving we did. Uh, yeah. And so... Who knows? I mean, plenty of people just don't train their dogs. And so she's she's housebroken. She hasn't had any accidents. Uh, and so that's kind of like the most important thing. But uh, I am starting training her now, which is going to be so easy, both because she is smart and she's incredibly food driven. And so uh, if you watch the snaps, you'll by the time you see this, if you watch the snaps, you will have seen it. Um, I'm doing these little training sessions. So if you want to train a dog, even if they're 14, you want to let Queso out to your dad? Okay. All right, Kayla's been let out, and now it's freaking freezing in the dining room because it's like 40 degrees outside and we have the door open. <gasps> anyway, um, so yeah, Swizzle's going to be easy to train because she's smart and she's food-driven. And so I'm starting – the a way to train a dog of any age is, especially if they're food-driven, which makes it so easy, is that you do short little like five-minute training sessions with them multiple times a day. You take away all the distractions. So we bring her down to the basement, no toys, no other dogs, just me and her. And, uh, you start, like if you have a dog, whether it's a puppy or just an untrained dog with nothing by priming them. So you just give them a few snacks for nothing. Boy, that'll prime swizzle. Yeah, it sure does. And then you kind of pick the thing that you're going to focus on. So I'm starting with teaching her her name and watch me, which is a great command that basically makes them make eye contact with you. And so you go watch me. And first it, you always start by cheating. So I start by putting this snack by my face. So she looks at the snack and is looking at my eyes. And then as soon as she looks at it, you go, good job, Swizzle, and give her the snack. And you do that a whole bunch of times. And then when you feel like she's got it, you keep holding the snack in your hand and you go, watch me. And for a while, she's just going to stare at the snack. And then eventually she's going to be like, I'm not getting the snack. And as soon as she glances up to look at your face, you go, good job. And you give her the snack. You say, good job, Swizzle. And the, eventually she learns that looking at your face is the thing that will get her the snack. Wow. And that, and once you can get them to watch me, then that makes it easy to teach them any other command. So if they're like super distracted and you go watch me and they instantly kind of look at your face, then you can give them other commands and they're paying attention to you. So it's a really good base command that like isn't a normal one that you learn. Like you learn, teach them sit, teach them stay, teach them down. But if you teach them watch me is the first one, it makes it so much easier to teach them the other stuff. There's something here where this would be useful in a like marital relationship too, but I, I haven't quite figured out the thought. 
but it seems useful. Like Ingo, active listen. And it would just watch me, I think would be probably <laughs> a good thing both on both sides. I don't think it's a bad thing. No, it's good. Um, so that's what we're working on Especially right Especially if now. I'm like on Twitter or something and you're like, watch me. And I go, oh. I do kind of do that sometimes. I go. Yeah, but you don't give me a treat. I'm just gentler. I'm like, <laughs> do you want to talk later when you're done with Twitter? And then you put the Twitter down. Yeah, but having a snack would be probably a good thing. I can do that. Just throw some a meatball at me. <laughs> I'll get like some Kit Kats. I'll get some scoops. And I'll be like, Ingo, watch me. And you'll be like, what? And I'll just like jam the scoop in your face. I would not even be mad. I would not even be mad. All right, we'll try that and see how it goes. I would have a scoop. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah, so that's what we're working on. Um, I basically just want her to do a sit and a stay. And she's got, she has the sit partially because they worked on her with it. I'm good at both of those. I just want to watch me. Okay. We'll work on it. You I'm and me. Sitting, I sit like a champ and I stay real well. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get you to move. <laughs> and go, come on, let's go. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm well, going to stay right now. I didn't now. say my recall was as good. <laughs> yeah, recall will be a, a tougher one with her. But uh, anyway, we're starting with Watch Me. So uh, watch the snaps and I'm going to put our training sessions on there. Yep. Uh, oh, here comes Casey. You want to let her in? She's coming in. She can bull her way through the screen. Like right, hang on, I'm going to go close the door. Okay, and we're back, and all the dogs are in the house. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, so uh, it's nice to have to count again. We, I don't know if we discussed this, but we, when, but after uh, we said goodbye to Riley, we kind of realized that we didn't have enough dogs anymore. It was way too easy. Uh, four is like a, he's just, we didn't have to check, and like didn't have to count. We, nope. didn't, we just kind of knew, uh, they are. Uh. Yep. We need five or more. Yeah, this is good. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing with Swizzle. Hopefully, we'll let us bond. Dear uh, Dad, do you have bits to answer about Swizzle? Right now, he's pulling the cherries out of his drink. Oh, I think I'm trying to decide how well she hears. It's not perfect. Yeah. Because, no, that's true. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's hard to tell how much she hears versus how much she listens, right? It's, it, I mean, she yes. doesn't hear very well. You can kind of sneak up on her. Kind of like uh, you can do it on queso or jasmine. You can, you, if you walk yeah. up and then they're startled when they see you, then I mean, the, the hearing can't be awesome. Yeah. She's not totally deaf, but she's no. probably got some partial hearing loss. Yeah, which I, um, I just thought was interesting to incorporate into the training, right? You can't just do everything by voice commands and assume that she's always going to get it. Yeah, and we do hand signals with all of our commands. Then the watch me makes even more sense. Yeah, you kind of put your hand up to your face. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. She's also very vocal. Yeah. She uh, when she's excited or otherwise emotional, she will bark, mm-hmm. which is which is normal in any dog, but unusual for our dogs. Yeah. Where it's really Vanku will. <laughs> she's the most likely to what do they say? Verbalize, vocalize, vocalize. <laughs> well, she'll wake up sometimes from a dream or something and just yip <laughs> and then she'll hear jasmine barking because jasmine hears her barking and barks yep. and then vank hears jasmine barking he's like oh my god we're doing this thing it's we're barking and then ja- and then vank barks and then just it's, it's just a kind of a feedback loop yeah so uh swizzle is right in on that where yeah she's a barker she gets excited she smells something exciting outside she'll bark a few times and then jasmine will start and then vank will start and then vank will hear jasmine and it's just a whole loop. <laughs> it's very things have been very much more barky yeah uh, in the last week but i think also it's just swizzles new and she's 
she doesn't know the doesn't have a sense for things she doesn't yeah. know what the volume level around here is and <laughs> you know she's still figuring stuff out but uh when she gets excited even when the others are playing or something she'll sometimes just bark or, or if you don't let her out of the feeding chamber in yeah. time she'll bark and stuff she's still more you know nervous than yep, the she gets some separation anxiety so if even if, like, I'm there and GR Dad is not there, she'll kind of paw at the door and cry. When it goes to the bathroom, she freaks. Yeah. Which is... It's not like, terrible, but she gets she wants to be next yeah. to the people all the time. And it will probably get better. Yeah, I think so. Once she realizes we're always coming back. Yep. So that's a swizzle update. Queso is awesome. Uh, Jasmine's doing great. She's definitely more stable, a little wobbly, but pretty much back to normal. Uh, Vink is good. Vinkman weight loss is good going along yeah that was before this week that's true so she's due for another van i've been gone for a week but uh let's not get our hopes up too much there before i left for my week of travel she was down to 63 pounds which is very good for her so <laughs> it's almost a little too little i mean no really you'd have to no feed her a little bit to get her back up to some some more pounds we're aiming for 60 oh no <laughs> so bank you're not eating for two days crap <laughs> we gotta cram for this weight test she's getting a van tomorrow monday morning oh, damn it so if you follow her at vinkman dog on twitter you'll see the the, the new update when it comes oh, crap. Uh, but she is looking thinner i mean she's not narrow but she's definitely lost some of that bulk I mean, she can get up on the couch by herself yes no and she gets up on the bed by herself like she she's down to a place where she can move more easily so that's good and it's only like four pounds which for a human isn't that much for but for her it's like three times as much it's kind of like a human losing 12 pounds yeah and given where she should be it's like a human losing 30 pounds <laughs> she should weigh like oh, 18 me. pounds or that's something that's not true Vink. she should weigh like 55 she's little good job Vink. so uh so yeah and hops, she had an ear infection this week. We put some drops in. She's doing fine. She's good. She thought she was the most put upon creature in the world. Uh, that's every day. Never mind. No, that's, that's every true. day. Uh, let's see. Other Golden Ratio news. As of tonight, we have finished packing and shipping all of the Golden Ratio books to everybody. We did all the international ones today. They're great books. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah, Ellie did such a good job illustrating. I mean, uh, you did a great job with the words. She did a good job with the pictures. The words were real easy compared to the pictures. Uh, I did much more work on the logistics of like printing and receiving and buying all the stuff and doing the, you know, postage and packing and all of that stuff. That was way more work than writing the book. No. Um, but yeah, we've paw printed everything. We've shipped. There's like 15 people who haven't given me address, but other than them, everyone's book is on the way. Um, and if you backed the project, you probably have seen the updates, which is for some reason, none of them are showing up as tracking, which is frustrating, uh, but they do seem to slowly be arriving. So we've got some backups just in case anybody's gets lost. And uh, I am looking right now at the proof from Amazon. They are hard to work with on printing and they keep saying, make this change. And then I make the change and I can see white borders on the book in the proof, but they require it. And then I get like a printed proof and it has the white borders and so it has just been an endless cycle trying to get it right because i submitted in a way that is appropriate so it prints like you know the full pages in color and then i think they have an algorithm that's saying oh no it needs to be like this and then i do what they say and then it gets a white border so 
I'm still cycling with Amazon. I like Amazon for many things, but as a corporate culture, they definitely have more of a startup approach and more of a like move fast. I just need a human with this. Like when we did the, so Print Ninja is the company that printed the Kickstarter books, like the 750 books. And so I sent, you know, here's the PDF. And then there was like Ryan who was like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, oh, you need to send it like this. Oh, you need to make it this DPI. And was like, here are the few changes that you need to make. So it looks good printing. Here's a proper proof of it. And it was great. So like, we totally agreed, like all the way around at first, this is what it's going to look like. And Amazon just has an algorithm. And I've looked at the forums and of people who do like self-publishing and they're like, sometimes I'll submit the same PDF like four times and then it'll get accepted on the fourth time by the algorithm. So it's been very frustrating. Um, but once it's set, hopefully I have, I keep overnighting the printed proofs to myself. So, uh, it's a good thing. We've got a little bit of extra money from the Kickstarter because it's allowing me to get this all set up. Uh, once it's there, if you did not support the Kickstarter, you will be able to order, on-demand printed copies of the book. Hopefully it will be this coming week. Uh, I have one that is arriving Monday and I have a new version of it prepared in case that one doesn't look good. So uh, soon you'll be able to order as many copies as you want. They will not be paw printed. Um, we will probably have some paw printed ones left over. So we paw printed all we ordered 750 books because you have to order them in units of 250. We basically had like 600 orders. And so assuming if you get lost in the mail and I have to reship some, uh, we still should have 100, maybe a little less left over. I sent some to Ellie, so a little less than 100 left over. And they're all paw printed. I already have them packed up in the envelopes with the stickers. And so once we are sure that all of the Kickstarter backers have theirs, I'm going to give those to Amazon for fulfillment. So you'll just be able to go to the same page where you can order a non-paw printed one and uh, and get one that's paw printed with the stickers like Kickstarter had. Don't tell anyone, but we also have access to more paws. <laughs> all of the uh, paw prints we did today for like the last 150 books were queso. Because she will lie there. She's real good about not getting up. Someone's like, uh, oh, did you do Vink? Like, which ones did she do? And it's like, no, man, we're not putting paint on Vink. She'd like do two paw prints and then get up and walk all over the house. <laughs> or lick her paw or like stick her paw in her nose. Oh, or my something. God. She's like, so dumb. She's so randomly weird. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I, mean, I love her, but she's weird. Yeah. So the books are done. Um there will be some probably extra paw printed ones that you'll be able to order through Amazon on the same page. Like they'll be under like collectibles. You know, you can sell used books and stuff on Amazon. So you can put, I have collectible editions. And so I'm just going to have Amazon fulfill all of those. Uh, Cause it's a lot of work for us to ship them. So you can, when you sell stuff on Amazon, like you can't just ship it yourself or you can ship a whole box of all your inventory to Amazon and they fulfill it. So that's what we're probably going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to do that in time for Christmas though. Please don't email me and say you want one because it's, it's a lot of work actually for me to like put in an order into the system and print out a thing and then like invoice you through PayPal. Uh, like if this were my job, I could totally do it, but this is just like a side thing that I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, so they'll be available for Amazon and whenever that happens, I will let you know, but it will probably be mid December before those are available yeah on a related but different note 
Yeah. Calendars are a good gift for Christmas. Oh, yeah. We do have Golden Ratio calendars available. Um, Many people know this, but maybe not everybody. Yeah, so what are you going to do? No, this is great. I don't normally like tout our stuff. Um, so but, if you want Golden Ratio merch, I will be putting out some tweets for it. But uh, Lulu, L-U-L-U, is our calendar printer. So if you just Google Lulu and the Golden Ratio or Lulu and Jen Goldbeck, which is me. Uh, it's you. It me. You will find our 12-month calendars, and uh, and people love them. People have ordered a bunch of them already and are really happy. Um, yeah, in case someone's, like, really nice to you at Thanksgiving or something, you'd be like, hey, I'll send them a calendar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can get calendars. And then if you want whatever, T-shirts, mugs, other merch, um, Spreadshirt is the company that does our T-shirts and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so if you Google for Spreadshirt, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tweet this out this week, but Google for Spreadshirt and the Golden Ratio, you'll be able to find that. Um, and then Redbubble is where we have our stickers and they'll also actually do all kinds of stuff. Like we have it set up for stickers, but you can get pillows and t-shirts and prints and all kinds of stuff there. So those are, if you want Golden Ratio merch, those are all options for you. And yeah, the book should be available soon. Yeah, just saying. We don't flog very often because, you know, we're not in this to be... We're not living off Golden Ratio. money off our fans. No, we kind of break even. Yeah, because we like our fans and we don't want to soak them for money. Well, and we have good jobs. But, you know, if you like it and you like stuff and you want some, then you should know it's there. Indeed. Good job, Jared. That's all. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter and Instagram, but especially Twitter for updates on, uh, on all the stuff. We're getting stuff done. I was very productive today. I spent like, we spent probably four hours total between the paw printing and then packing and printing labels and shipping. And I'm old enough to remember you had to lick stamps. Now you don't have to lick stamps anymore. You haven't <laughs> had to lick stamps for 30 years, but I still remember licking stamps and to seal, to stick them on things. I mean, that's dangerous now because you transfer DNA. So if you commit a crime through the mail, your DNA is going to be on the stamp. Here's my rolling my eyes about <laughs> that lit risk. There was that Seinfeld, though, where uh, George Costanza made his fiance lick all the invitations to their wedding. Yes, and she, and she died. <laughs> like toxic glue. There's the That was probably the death knell for any kind of licking anywhere <laughs> at all times. We got, uh, so I had emailed Dan Sinker, who is uh, on Twitter, and he had done a Kickstarter for Robert Mueller Catholic prayer candles. <laughs> so if you're not Catholic. And the P-tape candle. Yeah, we Catholics have prayer candles, which are like glass, yeah. uh, like narrow glass cylinders are like maybe two or three inches across. I think it's because they make them windproof. You think that's why the glass cylinders are there? I think so. Yeah, and normally they have pictures of saints or the Virgin Mary on them, and then it's a candle most of the way in, and you light it and you burn it down, and you kind of light them for occasions where you have prayers to say for people. So he made a pair of candles. There was a Robert Mueller candle, and it had like a picture of Robert Mueller on it, and then there was a P-tape, and it had like a picture of a VHS tape. Um, and one was black and one was yellow, and I bought the pair on his Kickstarter. Times we live in and like i i remember having read his kickstarter at the time and he was like look i've done creative projects like this before i know all about how to handle fulfillment and whatever so there's not really a lot of risk with this and so when we had this like kickstarter where we thought we would sell 50 books and you know we sold 600 <laughs> books i just randomly sent him an email and i'm like hey dan like what you, do i do you don't know me 
Uh, I bought a couple of your candles and I know you said you did this. What the heck should I do to fulfill this? And he was so generous. He sent me this big long email back that was like, congratulations, that's awesome on your Kickstarter. Here's, you know, if you do fulfillment, here's what it is. Here, here's how much they charge for something the size of what you have. You know, did you factor in the cost of shipping to the Kickstarter? Do you need to charge people for it later? If you did that, I think you probably should do it yourself. Like it's just going to be a long weekend of work. Um, you should buy yourself a thermal printer and like that will print out labels for you and you can buy the labels. Like he just had all this super practical advice. That's like, so we, I did exactly what he said. Like I bought this thermal printer that prints like four by six inch label, like sticky labels. So thermal means it doesn't have ink. It just like uses temperature on like the special yeah, nobody remembers label this, paper. But that's how faxes used to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it was like 200 bucks for like a thousand labels and the little printer. And if we had like been printing them in our printer and then have to cut them cut and them like out tape of them, eight and a half by 11, it oh would have been God. a disaster. It would have been such a pain. And this thing, it's like, I go to stamps.com and I print 500 labels and then it's just like, chunks them all out in like two minutes i mean it was so worth it and something i never would have thought of because it's like oh do i spend 200 bucks but like the whole point of the kickstarter is that we have the money to make this happen finance the logistics yeah and uh so like ellie we gave you know a big chunk of the money to ellie in the first place to kind of because she did she spent all that time doing the illustrations They're the best part is the heart of the book is the illustration yeah and i you know we knew we would sell a bunch but i didn't want her to do all that work up front and then just wait so the kickstarter was really so she'd have some money to cover her time so we gave her a big chunk of it for that and then i'm like so i'm going to keep the rest to cover all the logistics and then when we're done you know whatever we've got an arrangement to split what's left but it was so nice to just be like yeah i'm going to order the right size envelope instead of you know saving up envelopes and i'm going to like just buy a label printer and labels like any professional would do for a job like this instead of trying to hack it all together I um i i mean i'd be going crazy if i didn't do that i know and you had to pay queso and meatballs <laughs> People send us a lot of meatballs, though, from our Amazon wish list. I mean, so. that's just lucky. Yeah, she did get meatballs yeah. for all the times that the she did the pop prints. Hourly time. So uh, I, I did send a very nice thank you letter to Dan eventually, but uh, I'm just so, I don't, I'm <laughs> sure he does not listen to our podcast, but I'm really grateful for his help uh, in giving me, like, very practical hands-on advice about how to do this thing that was logistically really hard. So there you go. That's all of the golden ratio updates. I think so. Everything's in control. Um, oh, I guess the last thing in the book is, uh, you know, so we ordered 750 books. Those are all going to be available, paw printed, you know, whatever leftovers will be available to everybody else. But I had to buy a thousand of each sticker. There's two set, two sticker sheets that go with it. So I have a lot of leftover stickers. Uh, Ellie is going to sell some in her shop, which will be especially good if you're not in the U.S., um, but I am going to basically make up sticker packs once we're done that has one of each sheet that you'll also be able to buy from Amazon for, I've got to figure out what they charge, but it'll just be a few dollars. So if you really like those stickers, there's one sheet that has the dogs in like little Halloween costumes. Vink is dressed up as a little nurse with her little booties on. Uh, Maggie has her little angel wings. Pops is a gardener. Yes, because she keeps going into my garden and smashing stuff. Um, Jasmine is a French painter. I think Riley's a thief. He's a chef. Because he would always be with me in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Queso has like a little queen and a little 
tutu on, a little crown. So those are very cute. And then the other ones have like each dog's little like face, like profile picture. And there's like a team crunch and team roasty and waffle time sticker on there. Um, so if you follow us, you've seen those, especially on Twitter and uh, on the Instagram story, but there will be a whole bunch of sticker packs available on Amazon soon. Um, the only delay is like, I've got to get little envelopes to put them in so Amazon can fulfill that for you. So if you want stickers, you probably will have seen it by the time the podcast is out, but they're coming. Yeah, I think it's an interesting process that we have never actually met Ellie in person. Yeah. She's on a different continent. She's in the UK. And it's all working pretty seamlessly. It was great. It was so easy where it's like, I'm like, okay, here's the words. And then I was like, you know, here's some sort of photos. And she just made these beautiful illustrations and... Um, I think we were really like on the same page the whole time on what it should be like. And, uh, I was going back through today through our messages, looking for her dress to send her some books. And it's just like, yeah, like there were very little questions that we had to ask because everything she did was either exactly what I envisioned or better. Yeah, <laughs> and she's really good. She's really good. So hopefully we will have a whole series of golden ratio kids books going forward. Um, <laughs> That would be great, but I'm really happy with this one oh, and how yeah. it turned out. Next so. would be like dogs in space. Oh my God, that would be so fun. Dogs underground. Astronaut Vink, can you picture her like floating out like on a spacewalk, like tethered to a spaceship with a little like helmet on or a little tongue sticking out? I picture her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. She's always in space. Well, that's true. Mm, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, it's been wonderful and, you know, there will be updates. So keep a, keep an eye on the account for more info. Over in London, we'll look up Ellie. Yeah, she's not in London, but whatever. What? But she's from there. <laughs> she's from England, which is a whole country that has many cities in it. I know. I was being. If we get to England, we'll obtuse. take a train to go see Ellie. Cool. Wherever she is. Good. Um. Okay, so that's the dog updates. Uh, I do want to give a loofah update. Yes, yes, yes. So if you have followed us on. Oh, let me set it up. Yeah. How is that loofah plant that was all over the house and the garden? I think if you don't watch the snaps closely, you don't know how big the loofah plant got. So let's start. Freaking giant. So uh, if you have not followed us closely, you may not know that loofahs, like the sponges that you wash yourself with, they are not sponges They're from not the sponges ocean. sponges at all. This was a shock to me. No, they are plants. Uh, so it's like a relative of the zucchini. Uh, it's a squash. <laughs> it just seemed inconceivable to me that they were not sponges. It's insane and so basically if you let a zucchini grow too big where it's like the size of your lower leg like your calf uh <laughs> that's what a loofah is like and basically like you let it dry on the plant and the inside of it becomes that fiber that is the loofah sponge that fiber is tougher than like nylon it's really tough and so if you pick them when they're really small you can eat them like you just like a zucchini you can saute them and eat them and they're supposed to be pretty good waste of loofah but if you let them grow really big and dry on the plant they get this really tough fiber on the inside it's like a spaghetti squash maybe well the spaghetti squash like the whole thing is like spaghetti like strands yeah. this has like that i mean if you've seen a loofah sponge in the store it's that is exactly what it is and so i had read about this and it's like oh yeah you can totally grow them and so i bought the seeds and they look just like zucchini or pumpkin seeds and they're like you know just like when you're planting a zucchini like make a little mound put three seeds in there and so each mound is supposed to get one plant and so we had we, two we mounds two plants yeah two plants um and the 
left plant especially. Holy crap. It's I was like, God, I planted those things forever ago. Okay, so finally, like a month later, they've sprouted and they've got a couple leaves. So I thinned it so there's just one plant per mound. And I'm like, God, it's going so slow. Like there's, it's like July at this point. There's no way that we're going to get some loofahs. It was just gathering strength. Oh my God. It literally took over our whole house. So if you watch the snaps, it grew out of the garden. It And they, uh, like peas, they have like the little grabby Ten, tendrils. tendrils. Yeah. So it's a climber. And yeah. so it climbed, grew all over the fence for our garden, which is just like a little three-foot fence to keep the dogs out. And then it got to the house. The entire back of our house, it, it both floors. All over the brick. Yeah, it climbed up to the second floor. It climbed onto the roof. There's still a loofah in one of the second floor gutters Yeah. that I don't think we've Plants, gotten out right? yet. A, a loofah fruit, Yeah. yeah like yeah. a two-foot-long squash is in a gutter it was amazing it grew and then it grew around the corner it grew up the whole side of the house so like the entire back of our house from like august on was just leaves you could not yeah. see that we've been on bad terms with this plant i would have been terrified it was taking over because it could have it was trying to come inside it was it was all over the window yeah the screen window the screen on the window looking into the backyard you couldn't see the backyard no. I mean, until last week, because Lufa. it was just lupa leaves. Lupa leaves. And yeah, the little tendrils grew through the screen and grabbed and on. A little scary. And then I was like, all right, so we got all these leaves. There's no loofahs. And then they're like, by the garden, there was one giant loofah, like the size of my leg. Like, well, and we're like, all right, we're going to get one loofah. That's cool. And then it was like a month. And then all of a sudden, we got like a packload more loofahs. There were loofahs everywhere. Huge, giant loofahs. Um, and so... Uh, unfortunately, I think I planted it a little, little late. I should have planted it in like April and I planted it in June. So they didn't get to fully dry on the plant. And so it frosted last week and they stopped growing them. So I harvested them and, uh, I have harvested one properly. So what happens is like you pick it off the plant, you peel the it's like tough skin off, which is like fruit leather texture sort of, uh, and then you then you have the inside, which has all of that really rough fiber. Plus, there's also what they call the fruit, which is like the zucchini Squishy flesh stuff. part, in you know, intermixed in there. And so the way you get it out is like you take the hose and you spray it, and then you stomp on it. And every time you stomp on it, it like squishes out more of the fruit. And you do that for like five minutes until you just have the fiber left because it holds together. Uh, and so I did that with one of them. The problem is it's been really cold. And so I don't want to stamp around in, in wet. wet. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. Uh, and so we got one of them and it's amazing. Like it's just this perfect loofah. Perfect loofah. And I cut it into like four chunks. And now it's like these perfect sponges. And it's just this really tough fiber. Uh, it's amazing. And so I've got like five more, six more loofahs in a basket outside nature is awesome that tomorrow i am going to whatever tough the cold and spray spray them out and get them all harvested and it's so awesome it's so awesome next year 100 percent. like as soon as the risk of frost is passed like april 1st uh planting luvas and we just need one plant and you get like th normally if you plant at the right time you get like 30 luvas off one plant, plant 30 in florida oh my god it would be like our whole yard stop growing oh my god it would be scary we can't we can't it's too much too much power uh so anyway the luva experiment has been amazing uh so now i'm <laughs> gonna be scrubbing myself with loofahs all the time 
I want to keep one of them like fully intact. Like normally you just slice them up into like appropriate size shower chunks. You want a three foot loop. I want a three foot loop. I'm going to grab it in the left hand and the right hand and like use it to scrub my back. <laughs> like the zestfully clean commercials. You know, they're like, you're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Yep, and the guy's yep, yep. like rubbing a towel on his back. I'm going to do that like with a loofah. The hot guy who's built. I mean, I think he was like an 80s guy. So he's kind of hairy. Is he really? I mean, I don't know. Ooh, very All right, hang on. We should check. Boy, that's not dated. Oh, we don't know. The guy didn't show his chest. No, you kind of saw him looking over his shoulder. His back didn't look especially hairy. He was more hairy. demure. He had, a, he had a towel that said, Zest! Zest fully clean. <laughs> <laughs> good, good recall. Good recall. Oh, that's good. I think that commercial used to come on like if I was sick as a kid and I had to stay home. I mean, this was like whatever, early 90s. Like my parents would just go to work, right? And so I'd stay home by myself and watch tv and i think this was like daytime tv commercial like i'd watch the price is right no. like with the flu on the couch and this is really fake being sick i very really i liked going to school so i didn't really fake it yeah. did you fake being sick no yeah no i think there were days when i didn't want to go to school like because i was afraid of bullies or some shit like that i so. was when i was probably in kindergarten or first grade i was trying to fake being sick and so i it was right around halloween and my mom had this like ceramic pumpkin with like a little light bulb on the inside like as a decoration and i took the thermometer and oh, i you stuck Ferris it. it yeah except i was like five and so i didn't understand and i just jammed it in there and i think my temperature looked like it was like 110 140 and, and i was like mom i'm sick and she's like did you stick this in the pumpkin? And I was like, no. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably saw you doing it. This is the she problem. probably did, yeah. yeah. I thought I was a very sneaky five-year-old, and I was not. You just think you're, un you're invisible when you're five. Yeah. You're not. All right, so anyway, that's the loofah update. That's I'm going to be zestfully clean. <laughs> Loofully clean. Pretty nice. Yeah, maybe I'll use one in my shower tonight. What do you know? They still have some seeds in there seeds that haven't come out. out. So. <laughs> as long as it doesn't like embed Sprout. itself in our, oh, yeah, like it doesn't make it out into the proper sewer system and it sticks in a pipe and then starts growing, oh, that'd be bad. Oh my goodness, because it goes everywhere. That'd be bad. Um, let's see. Any other updates before we move on to Taste of the Keys? I don't think so. We're moving to, well, we're moving. We're taking the dogs to Florida next week. Yeah, GR Dad's new job is going to have him more in Florida. I think you're going to open a Key West office of no, your law I firm. Don't, yeah, well, you will see. Maybe. All um, things are open. Um, but I guess we'll do that in our next podcast in more detail. We'll be down there next week. So next week's podcast may come out a day late. Maybe, well, we should probably record before we go. We're driving down next Thursday. Yeah, to find next week. Yes, so I guess this will come out this Thursday. We're driving down uh, the week before Thanksgiving with the dogs, um, and then I will be back up here. We we don't have class the week of Thanksgiving, 
at least my class doesn't meet that week. And so I'll be back the week after that. Um, but she, or dad is going to be spending a lot more time in the keys. So like last year and the year before, like he was kind of up and down and I was down there more. Um, and it's kind of going to be the flip. We'll be down there. Like whenever the regular semester's not in, I will be down there. And then I'll kind of be going back and forth during the semester because I still have my job at the University of Maryland. Uh, but your dad will be more based with the dogs down in the Keys. And we're just going to see how it goes. So we'll certainly be down there um, for all of the cold months. And then maybe March we'll come back up to Maryland. We'll see how it goes. No. And uh, so, yeah, it's nice to have the flexibility and a whole bunch of airline miles <laughs> from all my work travel that makes it easy to come back and forth. And, uh, yeah, it's an exciting new way of doing things i am but we're going to officially become florida residents i'm going to get a florida driver's license we're going to register to vote in florida florida license plates um i have a whole plan for my florida license plate on my jeep which yeah, think, will be revealed I, I have to join aarp like in florida too i think it's a requirement aarp really no i'm kidding no. okay <laughs> i mean mostly kidding you have to be old to live in florida oh that's not true it's not no um so yeah, that's the plan. But yeah, we'll talk about that in next week's episode. I think we'll probably record like next Wednesday. God, this Wednesday. Yeah, in three we'll, days. For, God, for yes, sake. we're going to be. So when this podcast drops, we will be on our way to Florida. You keep mixing up this week, next week. Next it just week. seems like it has been so long that we've had it planned that we're going to drive down there the week before Thanksgiving that I forget now is the week before Thanksgiving. I know. Um, so yeah, this podcast will drop while we're driving down. Yes, and then in the next episode, we will have details on what it's like hopper reunited with her rock swizzle's first time at the ocean potentially wow it's gonna be very exciting gotta keep an eye on her she's a zoomer she's an escaper potentially yeah she's she's gets excited when the door opens to like dart out yeah which is unlike the other four because they know they have it good here <laughs> indeed all right so let's move on to taste of the keys okay this week's story is man arrested for the theft. That's the that is headline. Man arrested for the mysterious theft. Mysterious headline that makes you read the article, which is good. The theft. Like, what, like, not man arrested for theft. Not man arrested for a theft. Man arrested for the theft. You know, the theft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. This one also happens to be quite close to home. A 29-year-old construction worker was arrested Friday night after stabbing another transient construction worker in the face. This is not the theft. This is the stabbing in the, the face. The stabbing in the face at Sugarloaf Lodge. Oh, I know exactly where that is. This is right where we live. So we do not live at Sugarloaf Lodge, but Sugarloaf Lodge is on the corner where you turn to our house. So yeah. we're, we're about a mile and a half from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's on our key, our very small key, mm. Sugarloaf Lodge. Um, Local crime story. Yep. Fidel Alberto Sente Tizol was charged with aggravated battery. We're going to just call him Fidel. The injuries to the 37-year-old victim were not life-threatening. The two deputies responded to the Sugarloaf Lodge and Sugarloaf Key at 11.05 p.m. The victim was identified. We're not going to give his name. Deputy Guerra, who we have talked about before, translated as all on the scene were Spanish speakers. All were in the Florida Keys working a construction job. Um... Castillo, or did we just identify the victim? Okay. <laughs> the victim. Well, there's many Castillos in the Keys. Castillo had a cut to the right side of his face directly below his eye. Castillo was intoxicated and stated he and his construction co-workers had been drinking in room at the lodge after working all day. 
They do have a great tiki bar at the Sugarloaf Lodge. In room. But they were in room. They got not their at tiki bar. beers and drank. Castillo stated he and Fidel were discussing work, which turned into an argument about work. Castillo, Castillo stated that Fidel lunged and stabbed him in the face with a small knife. Ugh. Fidel said he'd been drinking, but denied stabbing anyone. Two female witnesses on an opposing balcony told the deputy they observed a Hispanic from the room where the stabbing occurred walk outside and throw a small object in the water. Castillo was taken to Lower Keys Medical Center on Stuck Island. Fidel was taken to jail. Was it a knife? I mean, it's implied that it was a knife. They really didn't close that off, I guess. No, I mean, that's all we got. So anyway, face stabbing at Sugarloaf Lodge. Now, and but like the headline is just about the theft. The theft. Wait, who the theft? There's no anything? theft in this story. The, the headline is for something different. This is the theft is not a nickname for stabbing in the face. <laughs> like it does not. It's not a euphemism. Oh this man, that guy like, got the theft. Oh, I guess they were doing you know the theft. Stabbing no, in the they face. were stabbing each other in the face. There's a word for that. It's called stabbing in the face. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it's not. This is just conch life is a bit erratic sometimes mixing maybe they have like an autocorrect where they have stabbing (laughs) autocorrects with the theft (laughs) yeah well apple get that straight because that's bullshit (laughs) nobody ever means the theft when they're typing in stabbing in the face no that's true uh so there you go there's taste of the keys that's that's good in many ways yeah uh you have a german word of the week for us i was gonna discuss the word for chicken chicken because you (laughs) hey chicken like, Look at like, you think you're some kind of big man, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Which is hoon. Um, like hen. Hoon, hen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's different words for chicken and rooster, and 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 hoon, han is rooster. Mm-hmm. But it's like Han Solo. Gonna, then I went sort of. It's a chicken that shoots unlike first. Unlike Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's still in debate. <laughs> I think Grivo shot first. <laughs> whatever his name was, Grivo. <laughs> that green thing. Keep, keep going on the German. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Not helping myself here. But then I was thinking, like, the word for um, roast chicken or the chicken dish is different, like, all over Germany. It's like Händel in Bavarian, Händel. And then With it's an like, R. Yeah, Hinkel somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's Hühnchen somewhere. In some places it's Hähnchen. And I don't think they mean to distinguish between rooster mm-hmm. chicken and, and chicken chicken. Yeah. And it's just all over. And then it just led to my observation that there are some real strong, many very strong regional dialects in Germany where it's like mm-hmm. the, someone from Hamburg can speak in a way that someone from Bavaria might not even understand half the words. Or, you know, someone in Bavaria who's from the country will speak in Bavarian and someone from the Palatinate region, Mannheim won't understand them. Or, you yeah. know, it's just very, very local. Like, you get to the next valley and you may not understand them. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. But they all kind of can speak Hochdeutsch, which is like the general yeah. German, even though they may also know their their regional dialect. Like, they can kind of switch back and forth. Code switching, perhaps, is yeah. the word for it. No. They do a lot of it. But, the like, Cologne has its own very distinct dialect and there are different words and it sounds much more dutch than german huh. in some ways interesting to germans yeah um but it all works but there's like you know 20 different words of snow in the 
in the uh, Inuit dialect, you know, in the Inuit language, is probably like I'm not sure that's 50 true, different actually. words for chicken in German. <laughs> Germans so, love yeah, that chicken. What's, what's important? Chicken. <laughs> Pork and chicken. Um, okay. Any last thoughts before we sign off? Um, no. I hope everyone's doing well for Thanksgiving. I know this is a fraught time family-wise, and I hope everyone does well for their family. Yes, and we'll have a Thanksgiving episode out for all of you next week, and yeah. uh, we'll talk about dogs that we're thankful for. I guess for. now we're just trying to clear out midterms and work and all the other crap so you can take the next week off. Yes. Uh, good luck clearing out all of your stuff ahead of Thanksgiving, and until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, and even then, just kind of nibble. Bye. Bye.